With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Code of Conduct. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Smith, the King. And I am back for the first time in summer, summer, summertime. So everybody go ahead and get your beach bodies ready for the world. <laughs> I hope y'all beach bodies are ready for the world. <laughs> or at least I hope the world is ready for your beach bodies. How about that? Uh, after a year of COVID and gym being closed and all that stuff, I'm hoping that y'all got y'all sexy back and y'all got y'all snap back right. But I'm going to go ahead and let my gut hang and I'm going to do my thing. But today I'm excited because the Code of Conduct got a special guest. I got somebody that I admire and love so much. My homegirl, my sister, Tia Stell is joining me. And listen, this is the first week of a two week thing that I'm doing where I'm going to celebrate and, and kind of just bring in some guests uh, who I just want to celebrate some people. I love people. And, I, you know, and, and there's a lot of smart wonderful women and uh so this week i'm gonna start it off with my homegirl tia Stell. next week i got it's kind of like the colossal conduct part two but it's ladies night style so next week i got i got major guests joining me uh i got from buffalo i have judge pridgen joining me from uh buffalo city court i also have renee washington of espn joining me next week on the show i also have the go-getter herself from wblk in buffalo miss adri v joining me next week and then i have buffalo everybody's favorite favorite uh you know news reporter of the past in buffalo got my homegirl madison carter joining me next week as well so we're gonna have a four of Really, I'm the fifth wheel in there. So we're going to have a five wheel conversation going on and it's not going to all be about sports. So don't come and be disappointed. What I wanted to do was I wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit next week and talk about, you know, Buffalo. I wanted to talk about everything and it's going to it's going to be some sports in there. We could definitely talk to Bills. We're going to definitely talk. I actually wanted to talk to Madison about a couple things that's going on in Buffalo that she no longer shares her opinion about. That's going down. But listen. Come back next week, kick it with me. But today we're going to get this thing started because I've been waiting for this one all week. We actually had this plan for a little bit before I announced it. My sister, the one and only Miss Tia Stale. What's going on with you? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm, I'm First, thank you for doing this. Absolutely. I got, you know, it's a big deal to have the host of the Natural Average podcast in the <laughs> 716 joining the Code of Conduct. So thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. You know, I appreciate you. You you know, you you and um, Joe Miller has done a lot for me, so I appreciate you guys. I do. Oh, all day. And by the way, Joe just said he loves the hat. He loves the Thank hat. He, every time I see it, I just feel like you're supposed to be grilling. Like it looks like the charcoal bag, right? You yeah. Know, I, so I just it does, it does. But yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like the big buffalo right here. Yeah, no, it's dope. It's, I was yeah. gonna get it, but like I said, every time, like when I went to order it, I kept looking at the screen. And I'm like, yeah, but I just. I don't want people, you know, like it just looked like I'm about to barbecue. Well, you know, <laughs> get, then get the um, training camp one because that one's fire too. The training camp training is, you know what I want? I want the 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 hat, the McDermott hat. Like I, I want the oh, bucket. Oh, you joint. want the bucket joint. Yeah, the bucket <laughs> hat is fire. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, you know, he got a bald head. He got to keep that head uh, uh, covered up. Well, I got the braids. So, you know, like I, the, the sun oh, be, yeah. yeah, the oh, sun. That's right. Yeah, the sun get on the scalp and it'd be it'd be brutal at times, especially out here in Arizona, man. It, like today yeah. it was like 109. Last week we had every single day was over 115. Every Why are day. you even there? That's Yo, too hot. It ain't though. It ain't though. Like no. I thought that at first before I moved here and I'm like, nah, I can't do the heat. I can't do it. Man, I left Buffalo. First of all, I'm not a big cold guy. I'm not a cold and snow okay. guy. I know I was born and raised in Buffalo. I know everybody likes to call me soft because of it. I'll take it. But <laughs> it's only because so I had a, I tore my ACL, MCL meniscus when I was younger. Okay. And I just had knee issues ever since. And my knee hurts. My back hurts. So the cold just was never fun for me. Yeah. I moved out here. I'm going to just tell you, I have no pain. Like, I, none. I believe it. I have arthritis, so. Yeah, I understand. I'm telling you, T, just come on, just come. On. I'm gonna I'm start recruiting. I'm gonna start recruiting. 
That's too hot, though. That's too hot. I, I dig. You got to come visit like like after I would say like after October is like when it's like it's that time. So like in Buffalo, when it starts to get into the 50s and 60s and then like mm-hmm. inch towards those 40s, October, November, I'm still looking at 75, 80. So it's, oh, it's a good time bad. of year for me. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad at all. OK, that's still I play um, golf for my, fire pit what? weather. That's still fine. It is. It is. And especially like once you hit November, it gets chilly at night. Like, you know, in the evening times, it, it gets into that that 40 range that, you know, mm-hmm. that upper 30. So I'm out there with the fire pit. I'm telling you, okay. you got to come visit. Yeah, you I will. Come visit. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you, 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 you and wife, y'all got to make it happen. ASAP. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. but let's get right into this okay. thing. I just kind of wanted to make sure everybody knew. First of all, this is real family. That's why I wanted to have a quick little combo like that. Yeah, cause, definitely. Because it's not this ain't this ain't just a regular guest for me. This is my sister. This so we gonna we gonna get into it. Uh, you know, it seems like I, I said I wasn't even gonna talk about it right before we went in, but I feel like why not? Why not? I'm gonna just yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's start off it. at the top with what was Bill's mafia has been going crazy about. Normally, yeah. I don't talk about the political stuff. Cole Beasley came out and he put this whole he like he he put a I don't even know what to call it like you know he he I, he divided the family he divided the family that's what he happened. did he absolutely did and it, it it's not as to me I don't look at it on the same level as the Aaron Rodgers dividing Green Bay because you really have some fans who are like you know what I'm sick of this dude get him out of here mm-hmm. then you have some fans that are like dude it's Aaron Rodgers I don't think it's that I don't think it's quite that deep no. but the divide is heavy um you you got people who think you know, hey, go get the damn vaccine. And then you got people that's like, hey, I don't need the damn vaccine. <laughs> where, right. where do you stand? Not necessarily your personal decision, but yeah. where do you stand as far as how this is affecting Bill's Mafia, how this is affecting the team? Well, first of all, I think it's everybody's personal choice to do whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I'm, I can say it. I'm vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people around me aren't vaccinated. They don't want to get vaccinated. And I'm fine with that. I think everybody has a choice to to do whatever they need is best for their family. You know what I mean? So if you want to get vaccinated, fine. If you don't want to get vaccinated, fine. But it's not to the point where we have to um, argue about it. It's like it's everybody's personal opinion. I, I What I feel is that Cole Beasley should have just followed suit like everybody. People wasn't yeah. talking about it. They weren't saying anything. They said, I don't feel comfortable discussing it. And I don't know why he did it. He said he's willing to retire. I think that's a bit much, but <laughs> he's willing to retire. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a bit much um, to retire. I, here's the thing. I can't say what well, I will say, whether I agree or not. I, I'm I'm like you. I'm vaccinated. I personally believe the vaccination has shown positive things. Like mm-hmm. I, I believe that it works. Mm-hmm. However, I take the stance and I've said this previously, like when Josh made a statement before it was about Josh, even when it was just even before the football players start talking about the vaccine, right. my, my entire the entire time, my stance has been, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with as an individual. Yep. So when it comes to Cole Beasley, um, first, I think it's cool. But I don't we don't know how every player feels, but mm-hmm. I think it's cool that his teammates are supporting him. Yes. What I, I do, I guess for me, that the thing that concerns me is that it, it does seem like this is a bit dramatic. And by dramatic, I don't mean Cole is being um, right. too dramatic or not. What I'm saying is the attention that is bringing on to the team at the current moment, I just don't think it's necessary at the time. Like th- we're in our, we're in our goal season or we're in our vision season. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like last year, I felt like we were a year ahead of schedule as far as the performance. Like we, you know, made it to the AFC championship. We won the division. I thought that was going to be this year. So now I'm like, oh, this is the year we need to make it to that game. Right. I just don't want to be distracted. How do you like, do you feel it's, it's a, do you feel like it's a distraction that's going to derail us? Or do you think this is something that the team can kind of rally around? I think it's tough because you had a player opt out because of concerns with COVID, right? Star. So our team is so locked in that I don't think it will be a distraction. Right. I don't. Um, again, Kobe, that's his personal choice. And like before, like people were saying, you know, that was that's their choice to choose to do it or not. Their teammates are, are going to rally behind them regardless of whatever. I don't think it will be a, a distraction because our team, like I said, is so locked in and so solid. You know, so, I mean, their team, what's the name? Gabriel Davis was supporting him. So, mm-hmm. you know, so 
I don't think it would be a distraction at all. Yeah. It, you know, is like it a distraction for the fans? Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. It's, well, you know what? Right now there's no, there's no real news. So like, of course, this is the only thing we have to talk about. Like, what was it? Friday he did, he did this or Saturday, uh, whatever day. Saturday, yeah. I think, I think it was Saturday. Saturday. So whenever it happened, it was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, this is, this is all, this is going to dominate the headlines mm-hmm. for the next two, three days. Because there's nothing going has. on. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like I said, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to derail the team, but, but man, it would be fun. It would be a great thing if we could just go in there like last year, business is, as usual and, and just, and just let our play do the talking, but you know, it is what it is. I just kind of wanted to touch on that for a quick moment. I don't mm-hmm. want to stay on that too long because like I said, it's a topic that is very sensitive and I don't want to offend anybody by having my own personal right. opinion. Um, I just, I just think that it's one of those things where I just wish that the team could really, really just focus on being, you know, just, just winning that chip this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can do it. So, yes. so before we get into the, the, before we get into the, I sent you a few questions to prepare. How do you feel about the bills going into the season? You know, after losing an AFC championship, are you confident that a we're going to get back, and then b did we do enough to to beat the Chiefs? Did we do enough to beat the Buccaneers if we end up meeting them in the Super Bowl or whatever team from the NFC East? Are we are we or not the NFC East? I'm sorry, the NFC. Are we are we able to do it? Are we there? I feel I feel good going into the season. Um, we added some pieces on offense, uh, and we have pieces like um, what's his name Isaiah Hodgins. We don't know what he looks like, right? So I, I feel that we have pieces on 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 offense. Our defense work together again, you know, solid. I think they will be better this year. Have we done enough to beat the Chiefs or Tampa Bay? Uh, no, I don't feel like we have done enough. Yeah. But I also feel that our defense should be better because. Mm-hmm. White had an off season last year. Let's just be honest. He wasn't mm-hmm. Trey White from what two years ago, or maybe yeah, two years ago. He wasn't that guy. I mean, I think he got exposed, and I said that. I want to say that um, prior to what um, you sent me some questions. I think he got exposed, and I think that he needs to go back to wherever, like the drawing board, and see what it is that he um, did wrong, or, or 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 can you know tweak to see. If you can get back to that form, because he was exposed. Well, before you so before you move on from that really quickly, I just want to clear. I want you to clarify what you mean by exposed, because, you know, especially Bill's Mafia, we have a tent. We have a tendency to like, for instance, we're going to talk about the overreaction to what I said last week as well. But (laughs) we have a we have a tendency to overreact to some takes without thoroughly listening to the actual point. So when you say that he was exposed, what do you mean by that? I think that um, he's great when it comes to zone, right? But I don't think when it comes to man, he's not that great. And I think they knew that and they ran it on his – because not even that, he he never really got um, balls thrown his way. And if he did, he was on it. This year, they went to, towards him a lot, and I think they was just like we 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 can expose him. We um we know what what the other side can do, but we want to um, lock in on White. I don't know if he was because this is COVID COVID season. I don't and I don't want to say that Trey wasn't you know playing um, afraid or nothing like that. But I just think that they went to his side and seen some things and just went to it. Yeah, um, the way I see the the defense, and because I, I agree with your not not the I don't I don't agree with the the take that that Trey was exposed. Okay. I think that he regressed, but I agree with your take about the defense overall. I think we're going to have a far better defense than we saw last year. I've been saying this now for like maybe the last like five six weeks on different shows. I feel that our defense is going to resemble more what we saw two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so last season, Star opting out, and then um, the injuries to Tremaine Edmonds, the injury to Matt Milano. Uh, we had, I think, coming into the season, um, not that, please don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong, not that Josh Norman was going to be a game changer, but going into the season, Josh Norman was injured. I believe they had a certain type of rotation they were looking forward to use um, or to using, and it, and it didn't happen that way. So because of that, I think our defense is going to take a step forward this year when Star gets back, and he looks good to me. Star looks great. I 
listen, I, okay, maybe I'm just a fan who was like, I couldn't wait to see Star. And when I seen mm-hmm. him, I was excited. I was like, okay, because yeah. then that whole, that, it's different. The whole defense is just different. You know, Oliver is back to this hit where he needs to be. Everything is just different. So, yes, yeah, Star yeah. plays a big part of that. So, well, so, well, and so to that point, I, I think that directly affected Trey. I think it directly affected the secondary. I know in most times it's like, well, no, that's the line play. I think what happened was in years past, our defensive line has really put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Last year, I know we had great numbers when it comes to like statistically quarterback pressures. I don't believe it. Like when I watch the games, to me, a quarterback pressure actually means you're disrupting the play. It, it might not necessarily mean a sack, but it's an incomplete play. You're um, tipping the ball, something. I don't. I didn't see that with all of the the numbers that we were awarded. You know, because so, didn't they say that? Um, not to cut you off. Um, mm-hmm. oh my God, Jerry Hughes. Yeah. He affected the quarterback. And I I'm believe just like, he was like top three in the league, or right. he may have led the league in like pressures. I don't. I don't know what the stat is off the top because it was thrown out there. But he he was a top pressure getter right. in the league last season. But. I don't again, I don't feel like if you're not actually disrupting the play, I don't feel like you're really applying that type of pressure. So on that back end, yeah, if if now receivers have those extra three seconds to get open, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think Trey's a phenomenal talent. I think he's I still think he's top three cornerback in the league. I don't think last year looked like it, but no. I still give him I still think he's that guy. So you know, but I, I hear you, I understand your take, and I'm I'm interested to see um how he response to last season yes. i'm interested to see my guy levi wallace i know i was critical on him last year how do you feel about levi i love levi i do i you know and he's like one of my favorites too i got like five on the team but he's one of my favorites because i just love the dog in him because he came mm-hmm. from nothing like he's a walk-on you know what i mean and a person like that will give you their all they'll work harder for you so i i and not even that. No one has taken the job from him, the position from him. So, you know, even and that's I mean, the thing. You know, that's the thing. You bring in Josh Norman, and I get it. He's physically limited compared to who he has been in the past. But he's Josh Norman, so you just assume, oh, right? Hell yeah, we signing Josh Norman. It's going down. Yeah. Josh Norman, on top of him not being healthy, I mean, he's getting thrown into other stadiums from Derrick Henry. <laughs> like the dude got through from from Tennessee all the way back to Buffalo, and it's you know, just like, like see, they show that play every now and again. <laughs> That I play, play, like I bring it up. That play and um, Hopkins play, it's like it's like on repeat all the time. Well, the hot play, I see the hot play literally oh, yeah. every day. I'm I live sure in Phoenix, so like yeah. I, I see that play. It's like to them that was their championship, and I get it. You know, they they went eight and eight, so they had to have something to be happy about. <laughs> oh, we beat the Bills at the last moment. Blah blah blah. No diss to my to my Cardinals peoples. I, I got season tickets, so this I, year my yeah, NFC team. <laughs> Yeah, my NFC team will be the Cardinals, but last year I was salty about that. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but, but no, it's it's gonna be fun this year. I think now, now again, these are all questions I didn't even prepare, so I'm sorry. It's cool. It's just how the conversation's going. I think the league needs to. I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna like be the Bills this year, but the league needs to be a little bit more concerned about the Cardinals than they are. Um, they had a very good offseason. Not it wasn't just JJ Watt. You know, they they brought mm-hmm. in James Conner to support the run game. Um, they brought in some more defensive pieces. Obviously, they brought in, you know, my guy from from Cincinnati. I know. I, listen, I know. I know injuries have played a huge part in a lot well, of wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. And so injuries, hamstrings and all those things play a big role in wide receivers game. We're looking at Julio Jones coming from Atlanta yes. down to Tennessee. When I tell you A.J. Green is a guy that I've used to want the Buffalo Bills to go after so many years, like, go get him. Just go get him. And they but never you weren't would the go only get one, him. Though. You weren't the only one saying that. Well, yo, I'm going to just tell you, to be a, on the opposite side of, of Hopkins out here, he don't have to be that number one guy. He's not going to get bracketed yeah, no more. He's not going to get double teamed. I'm so excited to have season tickets to watch good football. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... That's great. I mean, you know, I I don't have well, I do have another team. And it's secretly the Browns, so I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know how I feel about I, you know I, know. I just like I just like their team. I like their their running backs. I like Odell Beckham. I just think they got a solid team. And I put out there, I said, because you know, sometimes I like to troll. 
Oh, yes. Okay. That's my dude. So okay. he's on my wall of fame in my home. So I, I don't hate on OBJ. OBJ's my dude. Yeah. It's bum ass Baker. That that's yeah. who it is. That's and I shouldn't call him bum ass Baker publicly in live, but bum ass Baker. He just has to show me a little bit more. Well, I said, you know what I said, and I, I probably was trolling people is that I said if he doesn't if he doesn't perform this year, I think he's gonna be out. But you know, I don't think that's gonna happen. But he has a lot around him. Yeah. And for him not to perform, what's up? And and I know he took a step forward last year and I know they yes, made it to the, the you know, they they did very well in the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not listen, let me let me be honest for a moment and be real. I give I give props to Baker. You know, he he he's the first quarterback in Cleveland to go to the playoffs in deck, you know, in like forever. He's the first quarterback to really feel like they have something. So I'm I'm giving him all the credit in the world. Um but Let's take a step back and and look at this for a moment. Josh Allen got dragged his rookie year, his sophomore year. He got dragged when he was throwing to Kelvin Benjamin. (laughs) Like he was throwing to like, you know, right. Like, like he's throwing to people who, who forgot how to like, they didn't even know what the football looked like yet alone to know how to catch it. So you got now Baker, he's had Landry. He's had, you know, David and Joku, he's had he like he's had two great running backs, Kareem Hunt. You let us get a back like Kareem Hunt to go along with a tight end. A tight end. You get Hooper. So this is my point. Like he's had this roster with these type of stars his entire career, and he's been bum ass Baker this entire time. Josh had one season with a great roster around him, and look what he did. He was the runner up for MVP. Yeah. Baker went number one overall. He come in doing all this dancing and swagging and all this stuff, and he talking like he's dangerous. Man, go win some games. Go Was win never some games. a fan. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a Browns fan because of my father, but you know, and I I can secretly watch them. Yeah. But Baker's definitely not my quarterback. I mean, I watch him. You know, you have to watch other teams in order to see how your team stacks. You just can't yeah, be yeah. focusing on the Buffalo Bills. Like I don't understand people that just watch the Bills. I don't understand that. Well, I, I like Cleveland. It's Baker. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like Cleveland. <laughs> I really do. I think their defense is awesome. They have a very good defense. Young players who are mm-hmm. very talented. They're, um, you're, and, and obviously, um, you know, Teller's the guy that got away. On her oh, offense. Mike. You know? Let me tell you, I got an autograph. He signed, I went to training camp one year, and he signed my, um, my football. And I was just like, he, I'm watching this kid. And then we, we let him go. And then he went to freaking um, Cleveland. And he's balling out. Well, the thing was that year and, you know, like thinking back to it, Bill's fans were happy and excited as we should have been at that time because he wasn't going to make the roster. Yeah. Like, I know. And I know what he developed into and what he's become. But that year he wasn't yeah. making the roster. So yeah. for Brandon Bean to get a draft pick for him, it was like, oh, shoot, yeah. Brandon Bean's the goat. Uh, no, he but, is. <laughs> But he now hindsight, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like we needed that. We needed that. But yeah. but no, to your point, Cleveland's a, a, a good team. Yeah. I just uh I just expect a little bit more out of Baker. So yeah. so we'll see what happens this year. Yeah. Uh what's your prediction for those guys this year? We got the extra game now, too. So uh last year they did pretty good. Where do you see them this year? 10 7, 11 6? Who? Um us or Cleveland? Cleveland? Um ooh. Oh, man, I'll I say twelve and five. 12 and five. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you're expecting them to win that division. Cause, um, you I know, am. so you think they're going to, they're going to outdo the, the Ravens. I do. Okay. I, All do. Right. I, I, I don't know. Lamar has to show me something different. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to see something with that arm. Um, yeah. he's, he's, he's a phenomenal athlete. And I love him. I take offense when people, um, like, throw out there like he's not a quarterback no he got drafted as a quarterback, no, a quarterback. He, he throws the ball actually he throws the ball well the problem isn't that he can throw the ball well he doesn't throw it well consistently mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't throw it well accurately consistently but he he'd rather, he'd rather run than throw the ball yeah, yeah. And, and and for reasons obviously right. for, for obvious reasons the guy is he can make a whole team miss like i've seen plays <laughs> from him where he's like it's 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 he he shook me out watching him on TV, and it's just yeah. like this this isn't natural. Yeah, he so didn't shift the camera out. The camera was yeah. nowhere near that. I was just like, oh wow, he's he, beautiful to watch. But you know, beautiful. you need to see you need to see more from him if you're going to get. Well, that he got Sammy. Contract. 
he got Sammy out there. Oh, that's you know, right. Um, he, he got Buffalo's kid Sammy. out there now, and and um, I, I still like Hollywood. I think Hollywood's a pretty good re- receiver. Let me ask you this, because because when it, with the Lamar conversation, I get so bent out of shape, man. Like everybody is like, well, you know, Lamar is this, Lamar is that, but he needs a true number one receiver. My problem is he won the MVP award with pretty much the same offense, but he got now he got Dobbins, which is a great running back who mm-hmm. can also receive. Now he has Sammy. Now he, so it's like he has a little it's bit more talent around him. And y'all talking about he needs a number one receiver. I, how do you feel about that? Like I feel like you know it's one of those things where again, and maybe it's it's me being a Bills fan. Josh Allen doesn't get that benefit of the doubt. Like oh well, he needs a number one receiver when he was throwing to Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> Nobody cared that he didn't have a number one receiver. Right, they were just right. saying oh he's inaccurate. He couldn't hit the side of a barn from inside of it. That's what they were saying about my quarterback. Yeah. But now that Lamar Jackson doesn't have a number one receiver. They want to give him excuses for taking that L in Orchard Park in the playoffs. Nah, bro. What does that have to do with anything? You took an L because you couldn't um, throw the ball down the field. And that defense was on you. It had nothing to do with your wide receivers, nothing like that. Our defense showed up. And thank God our defense did show up. And you know what? Real quick, not to cut you off, my man Steve Lynn just said the book is out on the Ravens offense. And I tell you what, it is. And, you know, I think the Bills absolutely knew it. I know McDermott didn't didn't coach with him, but the Bills know Greg Roman very well. Oh, yeah. We've seen it all too close. So but go ahead. I'm finish your point. I'm sorry. for. Oh, no, I was just saying that that um, that LeBarrett couldn't throw the ball down the field because our defense was just keeping him in that pocket and wouldn't allow him to get out of it. And that game was so intense. I knew we were going to win because our defense played on a different level that day, mm-hmm. a different level. And I I was just, I was just amazed because everybody thought that Lamar was going to come out and just throw the ball over the field, which our defense wasn't, um, our defense was prepared to do whatever it took to keep him confined. Because you remember when they played um, in Buffalo that one year and he ran all over us, but mm-hmm. But also, um, they kept him contained, right? right? But those those tight ends was killing us. But Lamar was contained. If we have a defense like that this year, there's no stopping us. No I think stopping. we do, and I think um, so. This is a good. This is a very good transition into um, the conversation about our rookies. I think that um, Greg Rousseau. I think that Carlos Basham. I think these guys being additions to our defensive line. I think it's going to help a lot because, you know, early in, in the show, I was talking about Jerry Hughes and, and the defensive pressure and all of that. These guys are going to get to the quarterback. And although I was disappointed draft night about Greg Rousseau. I think everybody was. <laughs> I was. I really was. And I felt bad. Like I told the story a million times, but I was on like the SB Nation. Um, like they mm-hmm. had like a national show where they were doing like the live updates and all that stuff. So I was on there representing uh, Buffalo Rumblings and they're like, all right, Jay Spence. Here it is, Buffalo Bills select with the 30th pick, and they go for it. And I'm just like, I'm trying to have the energy in me, but mm-hmm. I was just like, he's like Greg Rousseau. And I'm like, oh, who the hell? I'm like, oh, well, I knew him, but right. I was pissed off because so for me, I, I'm not I'm not a, a draft king. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that's like into it. But I knew that his his combine was horrible. I knew that he didn't, yes. you know, I know he didn't perform well for that. And to me, it's like, well, you knew you're gonna be a top 10 pick. Why didn't you spend the entire year like grinding hustling like but also you know i'm tripping because now we got a top five top 10 talent at 30 that's what we got yeah yeah and and yo it's about to it's about to look good what do you think about the the rookie um they're saying that basham is better than him but it'd be interesting to see because i think so they said basham is ready now to step in the role Mm -hmm. And just get in there where Greg Rousseau would have to, like, he's raw. He still needs, you know, some um, coaching up, whatever. But I'm excited about the tall. This guy is tall, lengthy. And they said that you give him a, you know, you tell him once he can, he can, um, he can catch on real good. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it. And, you know, we have length now. All you have to do is put your hand up. You know what I mean? You can't get there. Put your hand up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. And I see some and takes on point, him. He's good. Yeah, he, he's very good. And to your point, Basham from from all of the the talk, you know, in camp and and even heading into the draft, 
you're right. He's he's ready for this year. The thing is, I think I think it really benefits the Buffalo Bills because we have two guys who because I think Greg is the difference with Greg and Boogie is that Greg is um, his ceiling is so much higher. Yes. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so like right now, he's not as ready as Carlos and Carlos, is you know, he still has room to grow like he's going to get better, too. Right. Um, the book isn't out on on either of these guys. However, I am actually very excited about Greg now. I wasn't before. And I, so I'm admitting it. I was wrong. I'm admitting it. At least you're admitting it because this is the same thing going back to the fact that when Josh was drafted, people didn't want that Josh. They wanted Josh Rogan. And I can honestly say that I was in that in that um, camp as well. So when we did get the the 30th pick and we got Greg, so I was just like, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute. I thought we were going for a cornerback. Okay, fine, I guess. Let me look this up. Let me look this guy up. And then we went right back into the same pit. I was like, wait a minute now. Okay, I need I need I need somebody to explain to me why we did this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I, I mean I like the picks well, now. Well, you know what, Joe <laughs> me and Joe talked after and he was just like, dude, they went D line and D line, like they went edge and edge. Like what the mm-hmm. heck? So it was like really, like it was really a shocker to everybody. And but you know what? Like you said, now it's grown on me. I like yeah. it. I love it. Um because re- in reality, yeah, you know, um, I was I was one of the guys that wanted Travis Etienne. He didn't make it to us. So, you know, I can't be mad that he was taken before. Um, and then also I wanted a cornerback. The team is high on Levi. The team is high on Dane yeah. Jackson. So apparently Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean know something or feel something that us Bills fans don't quite get. Right. And that's OK. That's OK. I'm trusting Brandon Bean at this point. No, me too. I mean, I guess what it is, is that we won with him. We went where we went with him. So mm-hmm. why would we change that? And I get it. Yeah, I get it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm just trying exactly. to get further. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. You know, I think we need a um a step up from from Levi and um Dane Jackson, and we don't even know what Dane Jackson is all about. But body type and everything, it, it to me it seems like it's the same. You know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know, but maybe we'll we there's still players out there that we can get too. So I. I heard Richard Sherman is still kind of holding, holding out hope to sign to a contender. So I know he'll sign, he'll play somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but I know he's been linked to Buffalo quite a few times. Do you, do you see him as a fit, as a potential fit for Buffalo? I was going to ask you that. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess I'm just scoring from Josh Norman, those one year deals. If mm-hmm. he can still play great i don't think we need leadership in that in that role so no i'm good i don't yeah i'm with you i don't think it's gonna happen um now what i do think is and there are the physical limitations like we spoke about before but he i'm gonna tell you what he's one of the smartest guys yes he is he is so in the sense of being a leader on the field recognizing plays making sure communication is going on helping tremaine edmonds I think a signing of of uh, Richard Sherman would absolutely benefit the Buffalo Bills. Like again, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it happen. I would absolutely love to see it, and not for the sake of you know him beating out Levi. I, right, I would like right. to see Levi take. I want to see Levi prove people wrong. I would I love really to do. see him take another step. If if it's yeah. a, another step in him, I would love to see it. And if Rick, Richard Sherman can pull that out of him, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, but like I said, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I, I think that, you know, unfortunately, physically, I do think he's lost a step. I do think that, you know, I think the Bills are looking to be younger, faster. We mm-hmm. need speed after that AFC Championship. We need uh, to be able to run around uh, with them. So I just, yeah. I, I just don't see it being Richard Sherman. But yeah. um, a moment ago, I talked to you about, and I said, you know, I admit when I'm wrong. I admit when I'm wrong. I want to talk about something that I don't think I'm wrong about. But let's talk about it. Um, last week I was on Joe Marino's podcast, the Locked On Bills podcast, and apparently I've gotten some, I got some, I got some heat because, as usual, we don't uh, read articles or listen to the full, you know, <laughs> podcast on things. How did you feel when you fir- before we actually go into what was actually said when you first saw it and was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what, what did you think, or, or how did you feel? So when I first saw it, I was like, wait, what, what? 
Why? For everybody, wait, wait, wait. For everybody who's not aware, I'm talking about. So Joe Marino um, did an exercise with myself, Joe, Bruce, the Cover One guys. He like really, it, it was it was quite a bit of uh, content creators who were in this, and it was awesome. It was fun it to was, do. I loved it. I love listening to it. It was you guys it had some great points. And so, and what ended up happening was they asked the question was he would he would have liked for us to provide him with a list of the top 10 most important players to the future of the Buffalo Bills, looking through the lens of if this player reaches their ceiling and or maintains their current level of play for a number of continued years and how that will impact the success of the team. So I got beat up because I did not include Josh Allen in my top 10. Let me ask you, though, mm-hmm. isn't a, isn't a no brainer? Because I took it when you when that happened, I took it as I'm not saying him because we all know it's a no brainer. But I guess I was wrong. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's that's a perspective. And, that, and that's one way of looking at it. And I believe that's pretty much what everybody else in the group did, because everybody had Josh at one. What I did was I took the question personally. You know, it said, mm-hmm. who do you feel my feelings? And it went <laughs> to if the player reaches their ceiling. So to me, I took that. And, and for me, I'm thinking about the importance of what growth means for each individual position. Mm-hmm. As far as Josh Allen, I absolutely understand that Josh Allen is a beast. He is the beast. He's the runner up for MVP last year. He's going to continue to be a beast and we need to maintain that level of play and he needs to continue to grow. That is not so. So I just want to make the statement. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is in my top 10 list of important players for the team. Right. The question, the exercise is about for me it was about development it was about what we need to see and 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 how to take the next step forward as a team to win a championship so to me when i think of yeah if josh absolutely gets better yeah we're gonna keep getting better but to win a championship like for instance last season if i take the team that we had and we look at that champ the afc championship Mm -hmm. game if tremaine edmonds i got his potential Mm -hmm. and played well I don't think we are the same fan base right now because I think we got a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think. And then same thing. I had um, Stevenson at number three only because I value Andre Roberts and I value special teams. To me, special teams, the importance of special teams has less to do with scoring the the special teams Mm -hmm. touchdowns. They're nice. They're game changers. They're very nice. But I think if you can consistently win those field position battles. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's important. For a young quarterback like Josh, last season, Andre Roberts is a big reason, in my opinion, why Josh why Josh Allen was a runner-up for MVP. Andre wow. Roberts was okay. a big reason why Josh Allen was a runner-up for MVP, not because he was part of the offense. Andre Roberts didn't have over 100 yards receiving. He didn't have four touchdowns receiving. He didn't. The reason why he was that important was because he allowed Josh Allen to a start the game or start those drives in comfortable positions. Yeah. When you look at the the game against the Colts in the playoffs, I brought this up with Joe. We consistently in that first half started on the 10, the seven, the five, the 12. We were so close to the end zone that Josh wasn't comfortable. We weren't able to get the ball out. We punted the ball like three times in a row to start the game out. And that's That's why that game was so close. That's why that game was was so so close. close. Field position. When you see the games that Andre Roberts flipped the field consistently, Mm -hmm. it was nothing the other team could do. Josh starting at the 45-yard line. So you're telling me my quarterback has to go 55 yards to score a touchdown or 35 yards or 25 yards for a field goal? Of course, we're going to score every single time we're on the field. That's why Boho, you know, the Boho Mojo, he was the least used punter all last year because Josh was able (laughs) to score every single time. So that's that's all I'm saying. And I, I I get it's a different take. I get it's a different perspective. I'm never the guy that's out there bashing my guys. I, I yeah. think that Josh Allen, um, I think he got robbed out of not the MVP, but I think he should have at the very least gotten most improved player. No, yes. Um, I think that I, I don't think that there's anybody who can debate that the step that Josh Allen took was monumental compared to anybody in the league. I just think people are still stuck on the fact that um, there's a lot of people that will say, well, if he didn't have Diggs, he would not be the, the, the player that he is right now. Okay. Yeah. What's your point? I mean, a quarterback needs wide receivers, right? A quarterback needs a tight end. And if that tight end or that wide receiver is going to make that quarterback better. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I, it's, it's, um, it's one hand washing the other. So I don't, I don't understand it, but um, there's still people out there just don't, don't think that Josh is, has taken a step. 
and it's just oh, going to year four. And I don't understand yeah, why yeah. you're still stuck on accuracy. I don't understand why you're still stuck on he can't shoot the ball down the field. He can't hit um, digs on a dime. It's like, we have you seen film? Have you seen games? I was going to say, they're just not watching. Because if right. they're watching, um, his accuracy, and actually now for all the stat nerds, his 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 accuracy is there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he his the numbers are there. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, but but yeah, that was that was my perspective of it though. It, it's not in any way uh, diminishing the importance of Josh Allen in my eyes. I love yeah, Josh. I didn't see it that I way. Think, I didn't see it at all know. that way. I just I understood it what to where it was like. Of course, Josh is there. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he's you know he's definitely my number one, but I'm taking it. I, I I took it that way. I didn't take it to where you were disrespecting um, Josh at all. Not being yeah. top ten, yeah. All right. Well, so moving on, we got 20 minutes left. I guess we can kind of we. Can, I just wanted to bring that up because everybody yeah, kept asking sure. me, and then and there were people tagging me, and I'm like, look, I'm go listen to the pod. Go listen. Yeah, to I listened to all of it. It so, was I, it was great content. I loved it. Well, and and the thing is, I feel like if you which you listen to it, I feel like if you actually listen to it, you wouldn't question why I didn't. No. Like, people would people still disagreed, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree on mm-hmm. things, um, but but. The motive and, and how I meant it, it was in no way malicious towards my guy. No, absolutely so, not. Absolutely but not. let's talk about something else that, that seems to be a hot topic right now in Buffalo. It sounds like the Buffalo Bills have hired the same company that Jerry Jones used, or maybe it's Jerry Jones's company. But they've hired a company to, you know, kind of get the ball rolling on this whole process about a new stadium. And it sounds like it's going to be in Orchard Park at the same uh, <laughs> location on the same lot of land. And it also sounds like that means the Buffalo Bills are going to leave Buffalo for two years or three years while the stadium is being built. Really? Hey, how do you feel about? Oh, you didn't hear that? No. So, so reports are that the Buffalo Bills are looking to build a stadium in Orchard Park, right where the stadium is, and because of that, the Buffalo Bills may be relocating to a place that can house the team while the stadium is being built. So there may be a two to three year period where the team is not in Western New York. Wow. So hearing that, let me get your first reaction on that. What do, What is your reaction to that news? Uh, shit. <laughs> where, are they, <laughs> where are they going? <laughs> this is the first, like, I, I glanced over the article. I didn't even really read it um, because I knew we were going to discuss it, but I didn't know. I didn't see that that part of it. Oh, my God. Um, Penn State is an option. I know they said uh, Penn State, and uh, I'll pull up the article while, you, while you're talking. So that's um, I'm um, shocked for one three year. It's a two to three year plan for them not to be in Orchard Park. Wow. Um, Hey, everybody wanted a stadium anyway. It's getting old. I don't care what you call it. High, high mark. What is it? High mark. Um, Mm -hmm. The Ralph, the Bill Stadium, whatever you call it. um, It's old and it needs to, (laughs) we need a new stadium. I don't go to the stadium all like that. I go to like the kids that game. Because um, fans are crazy, and I I have anxiety, so I don't go to the games. But I, you know, I do go to, like I said, the kids' game, but kids' day game. But I'm really shocked. I'm you got me. Like I'm shocked right now. So how it, how it reads? It says the um, the facility could be ready in 2025. Uh, the current lease is set to expire in 2023. The team could be forced to play in an alternate location while it waits for the new stadium to be finished. Toronto wow. and Penn State are the possibilities per source. And Toronto. I see my guys uh and I see my guy Steve in the comments. He says that the lease can be renewed and the bills can stay put as new stadium builds. I do not think that that's quite an option, sir. I think it's Toronto or Penn State as far as the possibilities if this is the route that we are going. Um it, Tiffany agreed said we need a new stadium. Definitely need a new stadium. Yeah. Um wow. I, I feel like I feel like Buffalo split on that. I feel like they're split on that. I, really? I there's a there's a good portion of, of Bill's Mafia who appreciates the college feel, who appreciates what the Ralph has always been, the tailgating experience. And then there's a portion of Buffalo who travels and they go places and they get to mm-hmm. see these other stadiums. You know, I lived in Indianapolis for six years, so I got to see Lucas Oil Field. And it, like when I tell you, it's beautiful, like it's gorgeous. Um, now I'm a driving distance away from Vegas. I got a ch- I didn't get to go in yet, but I got a chance to see the stadium. That's beautiful. a beautiful stadium beautiful like mm-hmm. the field rolls out for the like it's crazy um the the new stadium in la you know in, and then even now even though jerry's world has been there for a bit now it's still the standard like it's it's freaking amazing so yeah. you're looking at these stadiums and then you have a portion of the fan base that's like no nah, we need that we need that 
So it was the portion of the fans are because they like to tailgate. You think that's why they don't want to change the stadium? Because at these other stadiums, do they tailgate like we do? Um, well, you no. Know, at first, I don't I don't know if it's a stadium thing, though. I don't think there's any city that really tailgates like Buffalo. Okay. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that in the respect to make Buffalo feel better. Like, yeah, yeah no, I got you. Tailgaters. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think the rules pretty much everywhere are a whole lot different. There's still good tailgating in places, but nothing like Buffalo. Buffalo is oh. more like a, like a NASCAR event. Like Buffalo is. Yeah, Buffalo's trippy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And college. Yeah. Because I went to a college game. It's definitely a college atmosphere. So, yeah. OK. Ah, I think we need a stadium. I think we do need a new stadium. I'm down with the new stadium. Again, don't base it on me because I really don't go to games like that. But mm-hmm. they were saying also to having a, a partial um, dome or something. Or was it partial? What is it? A partial something dome they're trying to put oh. over the stadium as well. So they were going to have the, the retracting yeah, I didn't read that part. Yeah. I didn't see that. I just read. So I read uh, Ryan Tabitz and, and Matt Perino's okay. article regarding it. Um, so shout out to uh, New York Upstate and my guys, Matt Perino and, and Ryan Tabitz. Those guys are awesome over there. Yeah, um, I listen to them, too. They do the um, the um, training camp. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and they, they, have, they be on it. They be yeah, on they it. So shout out to those guys over there. But yeah, I, I don't know where I'm at. See, like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I said, I. I I want a new stadium, but also I don't live in Buffalo no more. So I'll be right. honest. I, I think it's, it's, it's probably going to be rare that, that I'm going to the stadium compared to how I would be if I was still in Buffalo. Like I'd have right. season tickets. Now I might go once a year. So I, I guess for me, it doesn't care. It's going to be a good experience either way. Yeah. But man, I would absolutely, I would absolutely, um, I would love a new stadium in Buffalo. The only, the only thing that I, I um, don't like about it, which I might get beat up for, I don't, I don't want an Orchard Park. I don't quite want it downtown, but I don't want it in Orchard Park. Like, I think it should be somewhere on Route 5, like that, that mm. you know, Lakeview waterfront, mm-hmm. like the, the area down there, like route, like the Skyway, they're about to shut that down. Even if you're going closer to the city, like do it to where it's easy access to downtown yeah. and still access to like the Orchard Park area and the Lakeview area, like put it in the middle. Right. I, I just, I think downtown needs to benefit from it. And I think Orchard Park shouldn't die from it. So, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but again, I, I understand there's probably several factors that I have no clue about. And I'm just that's me too. That's me too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, put it, put it downtown where, and I'm pretty sure like um, the in and out, you, how are you going to get all the traffic in and out? So I'm like, whatever. I don't go to games anyway. I, I like to sit at home, watch my games with my family and friends. <laughs> so, well, the, the home to me, the home thing is, is better just because, um, for update purposes, like at the game, you really can't hear things unless you're like on your phone or you're mm-hmm. searching. Like, why did he get injured? What happened? Like, so certain things you miss sometimes being at the game. But I'm gonna just tell you though, it's nothing like being at the Ralph, man. Like, it's yeah. nothing like being at the Ralph. Like when when the Bills are winning or when the Bills are when the game is competitive and the Bills do something that that changes momentum or whatever, it rocks like no other place. Like I cool. promise you, with the team being this this good this year, mm-hmm. team, you got to go. You got it. Though. Yeah, I, I probably because my um my neighbors are season tickets and she's like, you got to go. You Even if you just come to tailgate, I probably just go there, tailgate and watch the game in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I feel like yeah, a lot of people yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll probably just do that. Me and the kids, maybe we'll see. But I do I do want to experience it. I do because we have a good team. We do. We do. And speaking of that team now, we're going we're going to end this thing out. We got about 10 minutes left. Uh, I have two more questions for you okay. about the roster, about the team now. So, um, look, last year we were super competitive, I feel like, from top to bottom. I feel like pretty much there were maybe only two positions that if somebody of like, you know, a specific caliber came available, there's only a couple guys that they'd be like, all right, we'll, we'll replace you. Other than that, I think that they were happy with our team. Mm-hmm. This year, our wide receiver room is just as deep. Like, it, it, I feel like it didn't change with the exception of John Brown. We brought in Emmanuel Sanders, which to some is an upgrade. Right. And now you already brought up Isaiah Hodgins earlier. Gabriel Davis has shown up and shown out. He's shown us who he is. He, he's, yes. he's a man. <laughs> that, he ain't no boy no more. That boy's no. a man. Okay. No. And he wants some respect on that name. So we, so we got we got a deep roster. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't make it? We got Isaiah McKenzie. We got... You know, we drafted Stevenson to possibly be a return guy. Who do you think makes the cut in the wide receiver room? Okay, so he normally keeps, what, six, right? Seven, six? So anyway, 
Yeah. So, okay. So I got my locks are Sanders, Diggs, Davis, Beasley. So then I got Hodgins and Stevenson. And those two can flip-flop, Stevenson and um, Isaiah McKenzie. Because Stevenson could be, he's going to be the, um, is he the punt returner? Well, they drafted him with hopes that he could be a return, you know, to kind of fill in that role. And then, like I said, Isaiah McKenzie has made it clear that he wants to win that role. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be a battle. Beautiful yeah. battle, but it's going to be a battle. And I also think that Hodges is going to – we haven't seen him last year injured. And they were saying he was a better route runner than Davis. Yep. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. I got him stashed on my dynasty team. He ain't okay. played yet, but I got him stashed. <laughs> I got dude stashed. It's over. Because uh, as soon as – you know, I got a couple Bills – fans in the in the thing too so like you know the moment that anything positive happens they snatch them up so like they got davis they got like every bills player was gone asap i, like, I don't even think i have a bills player on my roster besides because after the draft was over i was like oh hodgins is here bet cheap i'm mm. picking them up it's over yeah i don't think i have nobody on the on the bills i don't think i do no i got deck that i'm not giving up because i think he's gonna have a breakout season yeah. Oh, for sure. I think I think um my guy. So actually, Rick, one of the guys that are he's in the fantasy league that we're in the dynasty mm-hmm. league that we're in together. Um, he's a Cowboys fan, and like we always talk, like we would go to the dog park. So that's where I met him out here at the dog oh, park. Okay. And, and uh, we would talk. He's a Cowboys fan, and he, you know, he's one of those guys that he didn't even believe in his own roster. Like he's like, <laughs> man, the Cowboys. And I'm like, I get that the Cowboys didn't perform like you wanted them to last year. I also get that la- the year before that, the Bills came down here for Thanksgiving and basically cooked y'all for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner. You know what I mean? We did that. I get it. Last year, Dak was gone, man. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, Dak is better. Like Dak, Dak yeah. is better than a lot of people are giving him mm-hmm. credit for. I think uh, Jerry Jones disrespected that man tremendously by not giving him his money before last yes, season. Yes, before that so, injury. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I was I'm, so I'm hurt here. when I seen that. I was so hurt. I was so hurt that happened because he played on, I'm, I know I'm going to get my money. And most players wouldn't play mm-hmm. until you get their money, until you got your money. And, you know, yeah. I, I just felt for him. I did. Well, luckily, Jerry realized, like, okay, quarterbacks aren't that easy to find. So, yeah, mm-hmm. let me give Dak the money because, you know, it just didn't work out as well last year. And it's and it's not even like they had a nobody back there at quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, had a, they had a good replacement, but it's just not the same as when you get a guy who could be a top seven quarterback, you keep mm-hmm. that top seven quarterback. Absolutely. Don't, don't, Absolutely. Don't get spoiled. Uh, Absolutely. But another roster question for you real quick because I don't want to mm-hmm. keep going to the Bills, but um, what do you think about the, the running back room? Devin um, has said this offseason, like, you know, he, he's some pictures have circulated on Twitter and Instagram and he's like extra buff. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and Zach, we see Zach kind of we, we're in reports about Zach is rehabbed well. And he's mm-hmm. he's, you know, and then we brought in Matt Breida a few weeks back. I had Antonio Williams on the show who had a big performance last year in week 17 against yes. the Miami Dolphins. Um, look, we we. No, we don't have Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, and and but we got Devin Singletary and yeah. Zach Moss and Matt Breida, and we have a damn good. We have we have guys with, with good talent. Yes. How do you think that running back room shapes out? Well, you know, Devin put in that work this year, this off season. I think when he's um, playing or he was um, training with Nick Hicks, I want to say his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was training with him. So, and I, I think that Devin knew that his techniques was wrong. He was just running, just running, no technique at all. So when he got with him, I think all of that put together, he's going to change. His speed's going to be better. I I think Devin is going to be um, running back one. Breida has to has to show up because he, ha- he has to earn a slot. It's not given to you just because, you know, they put you here. You have to earn that. Even though he is fast and he can have, you know, screen game all day, Um so I think it's Devin, Moss, and Brita and Williams are, are going to fight it out. Battle it out. Yeah. So here's my theory. Um, I think I think they keep all four guys. I think that mm. um, 
I think that Williams makes the roster. I think that Breida makes the roster. And obviously our top two guys make the roster. I think, don't kill me, Bills fans, because I love this guy just as much as everybody else. I think Matt Breida becomes the new jet sweep guy. I think he becomes the new quick guy because he's the speed man. Mm-hmm. I think he wins the punt return job. I think he, you know, oh, I wow. think he has a place on this roster in special teams and, and gadget plays. And he's going to bring the speed element that we don't have off the backfield. I think Isaiah McKenzie is the odd man out as much as, and you all know, I love that dude, Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie. I think he's, he's probably the best personality after yes, that we have on the team. Yeah. I love him. So I'm not, I'm not saying I wish he would be gone. I just see the way the team is building out. I see how the roster is and as talented as Isaiah McKenzie is, you know, it's going to be the same thing that Bills fans complained about last year with with um, with Roberts. Mm-hmm. If all he's doing is returning punts, or as all he's doing is I know, Jeff, but he's that's not a big, big part of the offense. But it's a big part of the team. It's it's a big part of the team. It's a big mm-hmm. part of how Je- Josh was able to do what he did. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like um, Marquise Goodwin when he left. Mm-hmm. They were saying that he wasn't part of the team. He, was, I was just like, man, yeah, I loved him too because he was a speedster as well. But yeah, I love that one. He, he, um, and I think, I think he opted out last year due to COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, he and his family had some high, you know, yeah. He, but I love him too. I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I haven't been keeping up with him. I think he's out there in Philly. I think. Um, yes, last yes. Last he heard, he was in Philly. Yep, yep. Yeah, shout out to my guy Marquise Goodwin, man. He, he mm-hmm. and his wife, man, his, just good, good, good people. Good yeah. people. We they have a YouTube we've channel. Players. Yeah. Oh, do they? I, I don't mm-hmm. even see. I got to get more involved with YouTube. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do. I really do. But they, um, I got to get more involved with Instagram. I got to get more involved with it. Like, I'm only on Twitter for the most part. So I just mm-hmm. got to, I got to figure that out, especially with the way the show is going and the growth. Yeah. And, and um, I, I got to get out there. So, yeah. but listen, T. I enjoyed this time with yes. you. Like, you know, you, you, we got to do this again. Absolutely. We got to do this again. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So before I let you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, tell everybody what your network, you know, where they can find your network. Talk yes. about Michael. I'm so rude. I didn't even bring up Mike. I'm sorry, Mike, if you listen or if you're listening to this, it's my okay. bad, dude. My it's bad. Right. No, no, I don't disrespect Mike. That's the big homie, Mike. So yeah. I don't want to disrespect him. <laughs> so, but yeah, let everybody know where they can find you and Mike and, and, and let everybody know about the network. Okay, well, um, Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. We come out on Thursdays on Spotify. All the listens, this is Mike's part, all the listens and all the C's. Um, I'm on Twitter, um, Not Your Average Podcast. (laughs) I'm on Instagram, same thing, Not Your Average Podcast. Whatever you type in, I am there. I'm on Network, uh, Podcast City Network, um, little independent joint, and, you know, I'm just keeping it small. And follow me. We're entertaining, if anything. Hey, yeah, y'all make sure you go follow my sister. And is Mike on Twitter? Do I follow Mike? Mike, you know, the crazy thing about Mike, he hates social media. The only thing he has is Facebook. OK, well, <laughs> we're going to have to we're going to have to get Mike to get up on. Yes. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. So, yes, my please. man, Mr. Diggs in here said that he's sorry he missed it. Listen, man, it's all good, Mr. Diggs. You can come back next week. I got a big show yes. coming up next week, too. And I'm going to get T back in here sometime before the yes. season starts. We're going to get it going again. Um, but I thank you for coming to kick it with me, Mr. Diggs. Yes. It's all good. And listen, y'all know how I do it over here. Next week, like I said, I got a big show coming. I got Judge Prigion from uh, Buffalo City Court. I got Renee Washington from ESPN. I have... Adri V from WBLK to go get her herself in the building. And I have Miss Madison Carter, the one and only Miss Madison Carter. Joining me. We're going to have ladies night. It's about to be like, I can't, I'm amped. I'm amped. And for people who don't know, Judge Pridgen is, is my blood, like literal blood sister. So I'm excited to have my sister on here too. I like to do family things and everything. So, but guys, listen, Bill's Mafia. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I thank y'all for rocking with me. Y'all know where to find me. Do me a favor, go on that Buffalo Rumblings YouTube network and hit subscribe, hit that like button. Then go on Spotify, go on Apple Music and subscribe to that channel too. And and look for the Code of Conduct. This episode will be live tomorrow on on Tuesday. Listen, I love y'all and y'all know how I do it over here. Take care of each other, love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive and test negative. Go Bills. (laughs)